Hey there, I'm Jenna. I banged out a PhD in four years, landed my dream job in regenerative medicine, and shortly thereafter had to become my own best doctor to overcome SIBO, adrenal insufficiency, and crippling fatigue. And now I'm a functional nutrition coach that helps other type A go-getters achieve the life of their dreams without compromising their health. Welcome to the Fit to Thrive podcast. Go ahead and grab your espresso and let's dive in. What's up, what's up? This is the time of year where I feel like everyone goes, holy shit, Thanksgiving is next week and then it's Christmas. The year is basically over. And then because of that line of thinking, your next thought is, well, I'll just get through this year and then I'll start on January with whatever it is that you're talking to yourself about. And if we think that these last two months of the year go by quickly, then we are continually lying to ourselves if we ignore the fact that January through March is literally the fastest three months that ever existed every single year. So if you literally just went, oh shit, it's Thanksgiving, I have not progressed on my fitness goals like I would have liked to this year, please, for the love of everything, don't write it off. I'm going to go through three things that you should do instead, and they probably aren't what you're expecting. This episode is going to be super quick. I want it to be that way because I want to be intentional with it. I'm going to have you deep dive, and then I want you to implement immediately while that motivation is fresh. So I'm going to describe a three-step process that I implement with clients when we're working towards big life changes. So the first step is identifying what it is that you do want and why you want it through something that's kind of called like the five whys exercise. Then the second step is honestly identifying what it is that's been holding you back. And then step three is implementing systems to support you with your success. So to start off, first I want you to identify what is it that you want? So think back, did you set really clear goals for yourself? Either at some point in the last, you know, 12-ish weeks, maybe earlier this year, what is it that you've been working towards? Is it something specific or is it ambiguous? Like, you know, you had the goal of I want to get fit or I want to lose the weight, you know? The first thing I'm going to run you through is an exercise to figure out truly what it is that you want and why do you really want it? Because, you know, something really generic, like I want to lose the weight so that I'm confident in my bikini might seem like a great reason, but that's actually not enough. Like that's not deep enough. That's not intrinsically motivating enough. And if you're sitting there going like, well, it should be, then why has it not worked yet? Right? Okay. Oftentimes when you need to make big or sustained changes in your life, you need to go down to like that fourth or fifth level of why you want something. And it's probably a why that you don't want to say out loud, right? Like that's why you haven't done it yet. It's because it's either embarrassing or it comes from this like deeply rooted insecurity or a negative belief about yourself. Um, and so this is why like this exercise, it really is very powerful. It can bring up some really heavy emotions. So to get you in that headspace, like you don't need to be honest with anyone else about it. You don't need to like, if like this is a misconception, right? You've not said it to yourself because then when Cindy down the block says to you like, oh my God, why are you doing that? Like, what, 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 you don't need to lose any weight. Are you kidding me? You look great. You don't need to tell her your real why, right? Like you don't need to get deep with anyone else, but you do need to get deep with yourself. 
you need to start being honest with yourself about why you want this. And maybe it's not losing weight, right? That's just an easy example. But that way, when you are faced with adversity and you're faced with challenges and you're faced with obstacles and everything in that day is just stacking up against you, you can dig down deep and overcome it because, you know, you're working really hard and you deserve it, right? So start setting yourself up for success. So let's dive into this exercise. I'm going to give an example. Um, And this is from when I started my adrenal healing journey. So if you're not familiar with that, I had to take years um, to properly heal my adrenals. And a lot of that is because I didn't know that I, I didn't really know that's what was the problem at first. And I didn't know exactly how to do it at first. And then once I got to it, like then we got to it. But for a lot of fitness journeys, this is going to sound really different from that. So for a lot of fitness journeys, it means you're adopting an exercise routine, right? You're maybe you're eating in a calorie deficit. You're starting to eat super healthy. But like in stark contrast to that, I was on a fitness journey. I was on a health journey. But when you're healing something like your adrenals, it can look really different and like almost the opposite, essentially. And that was super scary for me because rather than saying to myself, oh, I'm going to add on a workout throughout the week. Like that, in my brain, that sounds great. I love that. That's easy enough. But instead of doing that, I knew I was going to have to back off of my workouts, which I hated because I do genuinely love working out. And it's also how I've managed stress throughout my whole life. Right. And so in addition to that, I knew I was going to need to actively manage my stress. And that would mean embracing new stress management techniques, uh, which are things that I I don't really enjoy that much. I don't like, I don't like taking that step back. I don't really enjoy yoga that much. I used to not really enjoy meditation. I thought journaling was stupid. I never knew what to write. And in addition to all those things, I knew it also meant I was going to have to do this consistently for several months. Like this was not something that was going to take a month or two months and then be done. I'm talking, you know, six plus months and not necessarily being able to appreciate huge differences right away, right? I knew that this would mean I had to be that weirdo um, who stopped drinking and cut other things out of my life. And all of these things put together, I was like, damn, I'm going to need a good ass why for why I want to do this because it's going to be super tempting to just say fuck it and, and give up on it, right? And so this is my example. This is my like real life example. And I'm sure that you have one in your life of things that you've really wanted to do. But in order to really actually accomplish those things, you're going to need to make sacrifices or you're going to need to make consistent big changes. And so I knew that I wanted this more than anything because my first my first thing was when I was having really bad adrenal issues, my brain fog got really bad. Um, and it was like, I had already started gaining, like I had already gained a bunch of weight and that was really troublesome to me for obvious reasons. I think any woman who grew up in the era that we did can, you know, feel that, but it was really the brain fog that got to me. Like I was having memory issues. I couldn't put sentences together. I would be in meetings at work trying to articulate a point and I couldn't figure out what the words should be in 
this was like really disturbing to me. Brett and I would be on walks and he'd say something and I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. And he'd be like, well, yeah, I told I told you about it earlier this week. Don't you remember? And I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to. I didn't remember it. And so I guess this example is is kind of interesting because it's not an aesthetic goal. It's it's a less objective goal. When I started this journey, the brain fog was so bad that that was actually the symptom that forced me to take it seriously. Um, I mean, I was, you know, relatively almost depressed about the weight gain and about that sort of stuff, the physical things, but it was truly the brain fog that made me sit back and go like, I need to figure this out. Like I need to fix this. And so my first thing here was, okay, the first level of why I'm now we're going into the exercise. If you've kind of identified like your first thing, like, why do you want to do this? Boom. That's it. Okay. Now we're doing the exercise. Now we're diving deep. So here I go first level. Why do I want to get rid of this brain fog? Well, it's hindering my ability to excel at my job, right? To have continuity in my life. And so why does hindering my ability at my job motivate me? This is the second level of why. And I would answer that question and just say like, well, my whole life, people have told me I'm really smart, like, you know, unsolicited. And it was always very awkward. I actually hated it. It was like my least favorite compliment because what the heck am I supposed to say to that? It just, it just became, it was always so awkward to me. Like I'd be like, oh, thanks. Or, oh, I work really hard. Thanks. You know, because I never knew how to respond. But for my whole life, people have been telling me that. And so it really became a lot of my identity of demonstrating to people that I'm really smart. I'm really good at my job. And so this next level of why, why would becoming bad at my job be a bad thing? And it's it's because in addition to building a lot of my life around that, I've also built a lot of my validation, my self-worth from being excellent at everything that I do, right? At, at, at having a standard of excellence in everything that I pursue. I've built a lot of my self-validation on on that exact thing. And it resulted in one of my biggest fears in life being that like if I ever looked stupid or if I ever looked unprepared, God forbid I ever looked unprepared for a situation. This was terrifying for me. Um, when I go into meetings at work, I often have to meet with, you know, healthcare providers and they could ask you anything, right? About the the product you're supporting. And it is, I'm like, my job is to be an, a, an expert in my area, the, a subject matter expert. And people always ask me, well, how do you, like, you know, you always seem so prepared for those meetings. And it's because, you know, it, it's my biggest fear to be unprepared for something. And so now, you know, that's like three levels in, right? Like I want to get rid of the brain fog because it's hurting my ability at work. Why does hurting my ability at work motivate me? Why would being bad at my job be a bad thing? You know, okay, so now we're at this next stop. So we're going to get really deep. Why would looking stupid or being unprepared be a bad thing? Why does that scare me so much? Um, and this is this is the level, like all these other things I've told you are, are, are seem pretty logical, right? And so this is usually the point with clients where we, we've already built a, an amount of trust. And so they feel very comfortable being able to talk like this with me. But I'm going to warn you that this is this is usually the point where if you're doing this on your own, you have to be prepared that it's going to make you extremely uncomfortable. It's This is probably the point where you get to that deep-rooted belief about yourself that's shameful or 
embarrassing and the thing that you'd never wanted to say out loud, right? So why would looking stupid or being unprepared be such a bad thing? Why would that be so scary to me? And it's because I would be, in my mind, unworthy then. I, I would be unworthy for this accomplishment that I'm going for. I would be unworthy to be in that position. You know, a lot of the ways that I think I used to in my life get over imposter syndrome was because I prepared myself so well for every situation that I am worthy to be there. And I truly believed that. And so this this fear, the fear of being unprepared, the fear of why that's so scary is because then I would not be worthy of that. And I knew that I could, I can give so much more to the world. I want to build this amazing coaching business and impact other other women's lives so that they realize they're capable of truly th- thriving as well. You know, I, I, that you are worthy to have this career and your success and be fit and be healthy and be vibrant. And in order to be able to do all those things, I, I need to be mentally capable, right? I can't be having these memory issues. I can't get confused easily. To be the person that I truly know that I'm meant to be and that I know deep down I'm worthy to be, I need to get rid of this brain fog. I need to heal from this adrenal insufficiency. The way that it's holding me back is unacceptable. And and that's why it's truly so scary. And so, you know, as I, as I went through, these were these are my whys. I remember writing it in my journal and getting super deep and like really expressing it. And as I went through and I did the healing and I got my cortisol curve back and I started feeling like myself again, it got to the point where then I could start to intentionally start to lose weight, right? I had to heal first and then I could go into a diet. And so, you know, this is one of the exercises that I do also when clients are starting a diet because this is a common a common thing where, you know, you, you really need, you're going to be challenged. This is a challenging thing to go into a calorie deficit. You're going to have to be mentally tough. You're going to have to be ready for it. And so this is like if we want to do a more traditional example, right? Something that probably everyone can relate to at some point you've wanted to lose weight in your life, right? So, you know, it's the why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to look good in my clothes. I want to look good in my bikini. Okay. Well, why do you want to look good? Well, because I want to feel sexy. I want to feel confident. Okay. Well, why do you want to feel confident? You know, and and that's these are the questions I want you to ask yourself. And like this, these are pretty like those are three pretty standard responses. Like I I could nail down and I could tell you probably nine out of ten people those are going to be their first responses, especially if you're a woman. And so it's the next levels. Well, why why do you want to feel confident? You know, and it's because X Y Z. And I want you to take yourself through those levels. Though that's the point where I need you to get to with that this type of example is two to three levels beyond that and identify from there what's really motivating you. Um, and so the reason I start off with this one is because it's really great practice <laughs> at getting honest with yourself. Uh, and so now we're going to take it a step further because you now know what you want, you know why you want it. And so the next step is what's been holding you back? What are your hurdles? What is the thing that's been holding you back from truly achieving that? And so for this, I want you to think of the last time that, you know, you, you went off track or you failed at something that you were trying to do, you know, and, and let's sit there and think, well, what happened? What is it in that situation that held you back? One area that I see a lot of coaches preach, um, especially this time of year, especially this time of year, um, 
or or over the summer it's common too but oh you messed up over the weekend that's okay get right back on track on monday like it's not even worth the stress of beating yourself up over this like get right back on track that's the important part and like fundamentally yeah i agree with them it's not worth beating yourself up over like you know oops you know you had a crazy weekend or whatever like that it is more so worth your money to get back on track but but you also are missing out on this really value opportunity to become better when that's the only place that you take it like if your sales team missed their target by 30 percent last quarter your vp of sales is not going to say oh drat we'll get them next time guys no problem. No, they're going to do a full-on SWOT analysis. They're going to figure out where were the missed opportunities that went wrong? What can you fix so that next quarter you exceed your goal, right? And that's the part with that original part of that story that you're that you're missing out if you're not taking that opportunity to look back and critically see, okay, well, this happened. I'm going to accept that, you know, I'm I whatever it was, but I can also do better next time. And so with that in mind, I ask you, where was the last place that you went wrong? Why did that happen? Um, something I see a lot, like uh, I'm a big planner. A lot of you are big planners, right? We're type A, we get it. We love it. We love the life, right? And so when you get into a situation where you either couldn't plan it or like didn't have the opportunity to, or you realize that you should have planned it ahead of time. And that's when all the wheels sort of fall off, right? So say you get to a holiday party this season and suddenly you're wondering like, shoot, what can I eat here while I'm doing my gut protocol? And you either panic and get super stressed and don't eat anything, or you say, fuck it, the wheels come off and you had no choice, right? And then you're bloated, feel like crap, all the stuff, you know, for a whole week because it's, it's that's how your gut does it. And so if we look back on something like that, how could we have prevented that? Maybe it was a l- with a little bit more nutritional awareness so that when you get into that situation, you're prepared. You know what food and what ingredients are going to help you to stick on track with what you're working with, right? Common party foods that are like, yeah, this is a, this is a green light for me and oop, I better stay away from that one. I know that that's probably going to mess me right up. So maybe, maybe it's not necessarily what's been holding you back within your journey, but also think about if you need to translate this into what's holding you back from starting. So for me personally, I held off on fixing my adrenals for, for months. Once I knew what I needed to do, I I did. I held off on fixing them for months because I was really terrified that, you know, well, if I taper back on my workouts, am I going to gain even more weight? You know, if I do this, is it it, I'm going to look even worse? I'm going to feel even worse? And that fear held me back for several months. So, So ask yourself, you know, is it not just what's maybe taking you off track, but is it what's holding you back from even starting? And, you know, that little uh, twang in your gut when I just asked you that question, like that, it's, you know, that's probably the start to the answer. So lean into that and really evaluate it. Okay. So those are step one, step two. So it's the what and the why, then it's the what's holding you back. And so the third step in this process is implementing the support in the systems that you need to overcome those hurdles right? So remember, life does not happen to you. It happens for you when you are the architect of your life. So you now know what you truly want. You now know what's been holding you back. You're a proactive and you're a strategic human. So now you need to know, you know, what is it that you need in order to overcome the things that have been holding you back? Has it been fear? 
Has it been structure, a lack of structure? Has it been accountability? Has it been a lack of clarity or a lack of commitment to just like actually getting down and doing it? You know, the most efficient way, especially if it was any of those things, like I like there, there's other things that maybe it's actually, you know, specific to your scenario or like your life situation or timing or whatever. But especially if it's any of those things, the most efficient way is to hire an expert to be in your corner. You know, day in and day out, I have the benefit of hearing my clients tell me like, hey, hiring a coach was like hitting the easy button. It almost feels like cheating. And I can also speak from that side of the table too, because I have hired coaches. I have a coach right now. I've hired coaches in the past. And when the first coach that I hired, I can very honestly say it was the last thing on earth that I ever wanted to do. For me, it was very embarrassing or it felt very embarrassing it made me feel like I had failed at being able to do it on my own, which is a huge hit to my ego. And overcoming that was not an easy thing to do. You know, the, the, if, if you're scared to start something, the, you know, the fear of working with a coach, that can also be scary. And so I want to share from my personal experience, because I've had very bad experiences with coaches and I've had lovely, wonderful experiences with coaches and, and stuff that falls in the middle. Um, what is it that you should look for when you're choosing a coach, when you're choosing to work with someone? Um, first of all, I like to remind you that you're you're choosing someone to work with, someone who's going to be in your corner. And so the first thing that I look for is someone who gets you, right? They get and appreciate your life, what you do for a living, the, the things that stress you out. They understand your goals and they appreciate them. They also know and understand your obstacles and like what's what's going to be hard for you. And in this world, when you're hiring an online coach, I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago, it was definitely a different game. Now it's, it's so much more accessible. Uh, there's a lot more people who do it. And so there's no reason not to hire someone that's specializes in exactly what you need help with, right? So there's macro coaches, there's powerlifting coaches, there's bodybuilding prep coaches. Um, like I myself, I, I wouldn't say that I fall into any of those categories. That's not at all how I would categorize myself. Um, like I'm a functional nutrition coach, so I specialize in helping you overcome adrenal dysfunction. I'm obviously super passionate about it. I see it a lot in so many of my colleagues in medical affairs and often presents as burnout um, for people with type A personality. And then you look down deep and you realize like both emotionally and physically they're burnt out. I also focus on gut health and I help clients overcome acid reflux, bloating, dysbiosis, or like unbalanced bacteria in your gut or SIBO. And I do all that from the lens of knowing like from my own lens, right? My personal experience. I know you're busy. I know that you also truly love that aspect of your life. You're a go-getter. You've got a successful career. You don't have time for bullshit and you don't enjoy that. You don't have you don't enjoy taking time for the bullshit, right? But you also want to be fit and confident. You want to walk into the room and be confident in your physique, also knowing that your health and is taken care of. So, you know, we got to take care of the things like your gut, your hormone health, got to get those in check. And so the first coach that I hired didn't really have the skill sets that I needed in order to watch out for and take care of my health. Um, and that worked out very poorly for me. And so when when people ask, what, why did I get into coaching? I often say it's because I needed someone like me five years ago. 
And now I can be her for others so that no one else needs to suffer the way that I did as they're trying to find, you know, true health, reach their fitness goals. And so finding someone who specializes in exactly what you need is really, really important. Um, I found a coach last year who does. They specialize in exactly what I needed. I've, I've been with him for a year next month. I actually, a lot of the times when we're going back and forth in conversations, I try to predict exactly what he's going to say because we have a lot of overlap in our specialty. And it's fun for me to like hear him say, and I'm like, oh yeah, same thing. That's exactly what I would have gone for. But he is still so helpful for me uh, for accountability and for structure and for taking off some of the mental load from me um, and, and what I've got to do for my own plan. And so the same way that I can help provide structure for my clients, he does that for me and I don't have to think about it, you know? So when you're looking for support, do your research, ask questions, get a vibe check, and then jump in. I was so hesitant. I was so hesitant at the beginning. And all I can say is once you know that that's what you want and that's what's going to help you, jump in. Just do it. Because when you put all the systems in place for you and and finally put everything in place to bet on yourself again, that's when the magic happens. Um, so to wrap things up, if you started this episode thinking, holy shit, Thanksgiving is next week and I feel overwhelmed with what I've done or what I've not been able to do this year, now you know exactly what to do, exactly what questions to ask yourself, exactly how to set yourself up to make some changes going into 2024. Um, and if there's one more thing I want to leave you with, there are six weeks left in this year. Probably, I think, a little bit more than that even. Um, you can do amazing things in six weeks. You can eliminate bloating. You can overcome brain fog and feel like yourself again. You can reverse diet and add anywhere from probably six weeks, 400 to 600 calories to your daily intake without gaining weight. So don't, don't write off this year simply because there are two major holidays left. It will not be easier for you if you wait to start until January 1st. I can guarantee that for you. So please use me as a resource. I'm always here to help answer questions, guide you in the right direction. No matter where you're at on your journey, send me a DM. Let's get you moving and grooving, okay? All right. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Fit to Thrive podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So please leave me a review. And if you loved the episode, snap a screenshot and take me on Instagram. Catch you next time.